Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, hanging out with our good friends here at Homie today. Check them out, homie.com. We also want to remind you to join us on Friday from 3 to 6 at the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Prices so low, it will blow your mind, the warehouse. And again, that's The Big Show coming up here on Friday. Uh, Gordon, we have some other things to get to today. want to get back to uh, chatting about your column uh, a little bit as well. But before we do that, can uh, a story is just come across that has caught my eye real okay we all know that lebron james has left a trail of fired coaches in his wake right there has been an incident or two or three and he he always tries to deny that he had anything to do with it Mm. and uh tries to say oh i don't i don't know why they decided to do this the one with david blatt was the most offensive to me (laughs) but that's uh that's neither here nor there well okay Here's some breaking news today. There we go. Because we know what LeBron is doing with his offseason this year, right? What? Oh, he's filming Space Jam 2. Oh, okay. I neglected to uh, really understand that. Uh, well, now... Because the world needs, if it needs anything, it needs a Space Jam 2. I think they could have left it alone at Space Jam 1, but here we are. It's in production. How do you improve upon Bill Murray saying, Larry Bird's not white, he's clear? (laughs) I I don't know, but they're going to try. Okay. So here's the news. Malcolm D. Lee is taking over the directing reins on Space Jam 2 from Terrence Nance. Uh, According to uh, this report, uh, Nance's departure from the project was amicable and essentially the filmmaker and the studio slash producers had different takes on the creative vision for Space Jam 2. And so LeBron was somehow LeBron's firing directors now. (laughs) This guy can't help himself. Heaven forbid it's your job to tell LeBron what to do. You're going to be out on your backside before you know it. So they came to LeBron and said, LeBron, what do you think about the way Terrence is uh, directing this show? And and, uh, LeBron stroked his beard a couple times like he was hatching a novel in his mind and then said, Gone. You're gone, pal. Hit the Well, LeBron and his his team or whatever, they're the producers. They're the production company doing all of this. Well, I don't know what to say about it. You better, but if LeBron has influence in your life. Start packing. Either start packing or start smooching. One or the other. You got to kiss some butt. Apparently you do, whether you're a coach or a director or. You know, heaven forbid you uh, are running to get his coffee or something on set. You better get that order right, man, or psh, you're out. Creative differences. That's pretty funny when you think about it. I said it was amicable, though. Well, of course. that's is. what. They, yeah, right. The director wants to save face, and then they say oh, creative differences. That means LeBron didn't like I it. I mean, LeBron stepped in and to tell you what to do, and you didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Now, do you think LeBron would really do that? He'd step in and say, no, 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 no. Your vision for this scene is all wrong. 100% yes. What do directors wear these days? That's where your mind is Well, I'm just thinking, I'm just picturing LeBron. obsessed with what people are wearing today. No, with the whole, you know, he comes in with the... 
with the glass, the sunglasses on, and the whole spiel, and is sitting in that deck chair or whatever those things are called. Directors' chairs. Oh well, then that would be. I think they're actually called directors' chairs. What do directors Deck wear? Chairs traditionally. What do directors wear? Clothes, <laughs> pants, shoes. I don't know. What do you mean? What do directors traditionally I guess, wear? I guess you really have to watch out for the guy who who's controlling everything, don't you? And why is he controlling everything? Because he's got the power. Why does he have the power? Because he's got the money. Because he's the star. Mm-hmm. Is he starring in it? Yeah, he's... Uh, so he's he's the producer and the star. Yeah. That's a conflict of interest, isn't it? Uh, it happens a lot, I think, in that world. All right. Well, LeBron, you big bully. Well, okay, so here's where I kind of wanted to take this. I wanted to bring this up to, to crack some jokes about LeBron loving to fire anybody and everybody. Don't look at LeBron sideways or you're out, pal. You know, (laughs) make some jokes about that. But in today's day and age of the evolving power structure in the NBA, Gordon, Mm -hmm. the the Jazz have found a way to keep the coach on top. And and we were talking about uh, Jerry Sloan today, and and Gordon wrote a great column in the Salt Lake Tribune, sltrib.com, would encourage everybody. Uh, to to get on there and read it. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. But that's been a priority of this franchise, uh, well, since Frank Layden, really. But, of course, how many times did you hear Larry Miller talk about the jazz power structure and Mm -hmm. that Jerry's word was that Jerry made the rules. It was Jerry, if it came down to Jerry v. the players, it was going to be uh, Jerry was the one who was going to win in that struggle. And I I feel like the franchise has tried to, to convey a similar message with uh, with Quinn Snyder. Now, I don't think Donovan Mitchell or Rudy have, have done much, you know, pushing back necessarily or flexing of their muscles. But I think the Jazz have one of the the, the few power structures remaining in remaining in the NBA where the coach is the one. Where's the, it's the semblance of that right. at all. Like the same thing with San Antonio. True. I mean, Popovich. He, uh, and uh, all that crew. They've... But it's it's becoming more rare. That's because it the really players is. have the power. Right. And that's well, we've seen that in this offseason. And we've talked about it. And I don't I, I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe do you think it's because teams are afraid that if it gets out among star players that hey, you don't want to go there because they won't treat you right, that they're scared of that? I do think there's some of that. Absolutely. Because what happened to the idea of a team like New Orleans forcing Anthony Davis to stay there and honor his contract? You just don't have the leverage to do that anymore. Well, you have the legal leverage. Certainly, but I mean... And if a guy is going to act out like that, I imagine a lot of people would think that was really bad form. However, there's this other element here. These guys don't want to be seen as among the players like, hey, you don't want to go there. Well, and it's delicate, too, because this isn't a situation where like in a, in a probably normal everyday business contract, you're contractually obligated to, to have hand over some sort of finished product. Right. Or, uh, you know, in this case, who's to prevent Anthony Davis from going, oh, you know what? The hammy. Yeah. The hammy's a little sore or, or go out there and dog it. Or, I mean, we saw Randy Moss when he wanted to get out of, uh, of Minnesota. He all but broadcast to everybody that he was dogging it out there. You remember that? I mean. And what's the difference? One word. 
guaranteed. The contracts are guaranteed. Right. So the the franchise has very little leverage on top of the the culture that they want to want to establish, and very few coaches will ever win that battle. They just won't. I mean, if if Anthony Davis went to the Pelicans and said, "I'll stay, but you got to change the coach," what are they doing? Changing the coach. Yep. And I, I like taking shots at LeBron or whatever because I think he oversteps his bounds sometimes, and I, I find it obnoxious. But honestly, if LeBron goes into the uh, who's the what's it? Why am I going blank? The the owner for Cleveland. Uh, I keep wanting to say Gilbert. Gordon Gunn, but that was the old one. Yeah, Dan Gilbert. If LeBron walks into Dan Gilbert's office and says, hey, man, you're moving off this coach. David Blatt's got to go. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yep. Well, the, the old saying, well, the saying, the more recent saying that's been around for a few decades now is it's easier to replace one coach than a bunch of players. Especially a player as unique and gifted as somebody like LeBron but James. The, the Jazz have been able to avoid that. I mean, there was a little skirmish between Jerry and, and Darren Williams, and that got patched up. But on the whole, it seems as though that that structure is still in place. And the Jazz are trying to draft players who are honorable from that standpoint. I really find it – I understand – players i mean i get it but i don't like them being able to dictate when they have a contract to honor to say to the uh the the higher ups hey get me out of here and get me out of here now i don't like that i mean i think they should be listened to and there might be an exceptional case here and there well they where that that communication should be wide open but for a player to be able to dictate to uh owners where they play, not only that they want out of a place, but send me here, then that's a double whammy. I don't think there's any fixing that, though. Uh, I don't think there's any way to, to stuff that genie back into the bottle. I really don't. So it's going to be this way. The star player, no matter what contract he signs, no matter how much money is coming his way, regardless of how he performs or if he performs or if he shows up at all, doesn't matter. That well, seems a little extreme to me. I, I couldn't agree more. But now franchises have to, to operate like it's free agency with these players each, right. and every, each and every day. Yeah. Where you have to make sure that they're happy with where they're at and happy with how they're coached and happy with, you know, whatever else life brings because all the, the power is on one side. What and this, unfortunately, that includes the coach more often well, than not. Well, what this does to me is it expresses to the franchises that you better draft high character guys. That are and, a good fit with your coach, right? Or, that too, or your front office. I'm not saying that every guy who has ever made this demand is doesn't have high character, but I think it is it besmirches them. Kawhi Leonard, I have a lot of respect for what he does, but whatever that was that happened in San Antonio, I don't like it. Nope, not one bit. Jimmy Butler in Minnesota, whatever happened there, I'm not liking it. Whatever happened with Paul George in Indiana. And again, now, uh, he essentially goes to his team and tells him, hey, trade me to the Clippers. Why? So the Clippers can get Kawhi. And you get something back from me. And I need to go there. And they, what, they're really left like, okay, this guy, he's got a guaranteed contract. If we don't honor his wishes and his heart isn't in it here, we're screwed. Yeah, big time.
And so you're, it's like you say. Then you turn and say, okay, what can we get for him right now? But they don't want to trade Paul George. But I, I don't think there's, there's any going backwards. Well, for example, last year, here uh, when the Phoenix Suns were in town, the Jimmer game, and Coach Kokoshkov put Devin Booker back into the game to score 50. I'm sure Coach Kokoshkov wanted to tell him to sit his backside back yeah. down on the bench because that's uh, inappropriate to go back into a game that you're getting drubbed by just to hit a personal mark. But what did he do? He put him back yeah, in the he game. He sure did. Because, and it's too bad that he ended up losing his job anyway, but you better have a relationship with the, the star player because they're more important than you. And this is interesting because, you know, I'm kind of a pirate. You know, I don't like authority figures. It, it, it's, I've never heard you call yourself a pirate. Well, though. you know what I mean. I I'm, not, I'm not out there, you know, sticking swords in people's innards and, you know, keyholing them. <laughs> keyholing uh, <laughs> What is that? What is keyholing them? That's when they tie they tie a guy by his hands and by his feet and drag him under the hull of the ship, and the barnacles are really sharp, and it just shreds him to I've death. I've never even heard of that. That's horrible. It is horrible, <laughs> it is but, horrible. It, but it happened. I believe it's keel hauling. Keel hauling, whatever. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what is it? Key hauling? Keel hauling. Not keel key, hauling. Not key holing. <laughs> Okay, so Arr, so I'm not a pirate. So anyway, you have Where pirate-like attributes. Yeah, I do. I don't like heavy-handed authority, but I do have respect for people, and I think if you sign a contract, you should honor it. I mean, it's just not the way things are anymore. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the tail's wagging the dog now. All right. We, if you have any thoughts, you can share them on Twitter, uh, on the open mic feature on our Zone Sports Network. Keel hauling. Yeah, not key holding. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I've ever misspoke. You know, I didn't spend a lot of time on the high seas. Uh, joining us now, uh, we are live at Homie. Our good friend uh, Joe is with us. Uh, have you ever heard of keel hauling? Hauling what? Never heard of it. No. 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 Haven't you? No. I, I think the first time I became aware of the term was when I was watching like Damn the Defiant or something, some 1940s movie. Well, and that, they, they were doing that to him. That explains it. That, they, does, they, that they, does. They, were, they were keel hauling him. <laughs> that's, a, that's a miserable, horrible way to go. Well, you watched that right after Gone with the Wind, no doubt. Yeah, I sure did. That's another <laughs> classic. Yeah. All right. I, uh, transitioning somehow from that, uh, you know, the great part with, uh, with Homie is you don't have um, – Let's see, uh, you don't have a big percentage commission coming out of your pocket, which may sometimes feel like you're being robbed by pirates. How about that? Indeed. No, no pillaging at homie. That's our <laughs> There you go. No yeah, pillaging. Like that, that's not bad. You get to keep your money. Uh, yeah. Uh, but buying, selling, uh, homie loans, I, I used to, you told us something uh, earlier today that, uh, that just uh, blew me away. You can save so much money uh, across the entire gambit, and especially when it comes to, well, we mentioned the, the title company. But let's talk about homie loans. Let's talk about how you can save money on that side. Uh, with a new loan or ref- refinancing. Yeah, we just had a guy actually call in that was listening to the show. That oh, great. He's refinancing his house, and we just beat the rate that he got from his uh, his bank. So one of the things, we're doing a lot of refinancing right now because rates are terrific. In fact, I bought my house. I moved from Colorado back to Utah. I bought my house in Sandy, and I, I was at like 4.5% interest rate. I'm in the middle of a refinance right now, and it's much, much lower. Mm. So saving hundreds of dollars per month. So it's a great time to refinance. And 
you know, home, we're all about saving people money, right? That's our mission. And if we can't beat um, the rate that you have, we'll pay you 500 bucks in cash. Whoa, hey, so call in, and if you can't beat the rate for a re- 500 bucks cash? 500 bucks cash. Wow. So, yeah, you can call 385-429-6888, and uh, one of our mortgage coaches will uh, see if they can beat, beat the rate that you currently have uh, with your current mortgage. And, and if you're in the middle of a refinance, you know, you might want to give us a call. It's worth the worth sit. You know, what that, you know what that says? It says you guys are confident. We're confident. And confidence is very sexy. Gordon. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. It's the first time someone's called me sexy on the radio. <laughs> no, well, I now mean, I'm just uncomfortable. No, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean that Joe was sexy. I meant that the oh, confidence Oh, oh thank sexy. you. Yeah, Even now, better. What are you saying now? <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. I want to hit that number a couple times. Just if people, if you didn't hear, 385-429-6888. Call in if you're looking for a refinance or, frankly, you just want to... Uh, Test Joe and the good folks here at home. He call in, and if they can't, uh, if they can't beat your rate, I'm going to hook you up with five hundred dollars cash. That's amazing. Three eight five four two nine six eight eight eight. And uh, this isn't coming out of your pocket, is it, Joe? At least I hope <laughs> I not. I'll get a call from my CEO in a few minutes, right? Like, what are you doing? No, absolutely not. In fact, um, over the last uh, two and a half years, three years, I think we've only paid it out one time. Wow, that's wow. amazing. That's it. cool. All right, that number again, 385-429-6888. The good folks here at Homey. Thank you so much, Joe. You're welcome. Thanks, Jake. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. May I have your attention, please? You're locked on to The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you real quick about our friends at Utah Valley University. Fall enrollment for UVU is now open online at uvu.edu slash admissions. UVU, a place for you. Learn more with Scotty and Hands this Friday from noon to 3. Adrian going in on the, the sailing theme that we encountered in the last segment. Encountered. <laughs> Got some feedback here. Our uh, our good friend Calvin the Bold says five twenty five. Gordon declares himself a pirate. Five twenty six. Gordon loses all his swashbuckle cred. This show is amazing. Hashtag keyholing. <laughs> I apologize, uh, but uh, I know I know enough about pirating to. Uh, to to uh, be a little dangerous, really. Our keyhole that man. <laughs> I can't think of a worse way to go than being keelholed. I don't know. Whatever keyholing is, that sounds worse. <laughs> uh, let's see. Our friend Doug says here uh, tweets at me. He says, "Learning lots of new terms by listening to the Big Show en route to the Pat Benatar concert. Bird violence, keyholing. What? No hashtag weenus reset. R." <laughs> The weenus, I can I can review that if you want. No, that's okay. You grab your everybody out there right now. Grab your weenus. No, go ahead, grab it. Stop. No, grab pinch. It. I shouldn't have read that tweet. <laughs> so no. close to getting through the show without getting fired. No, if you if you Adrian, no, stop it. <laughs> okay, stop right now. Stop. Just, just, you're Whoa. gonna get us all in trouble. That was close. Grab, grab your weenus. Okay, there's no feeling in it. 
I'm not Go participating. No. I'm not participating. Oh, no, just do it right here. Right? I'd rather talk that? about keyholing at this point. <laughs> or birds. Killer birds and keyholing. I'm sorry. On today's episode of The oh, Big man, Show. I almost slipped up there. You did. You came so close. You hit the first letter real hard there. <laughs> you did. Did you dump that? No, you didn't do anything, so we're good. <laughs> well, I know, but you put one and one together, you get two. This is this is your fault for trying to basically make a dirty joke without no, one. And no, you almost, just, you it's almost a funny-sounding word, but you got to admit, it's funny that there is no feeling in your weenus. <laughs> Feel it. Stop it. Here. Can we stop? All right. Can we, can we move? For those of you who think I'm doing what Jake is accusing me of, the weenus is the skin at the end of your elbow. That's called your weenus, right? I feel like medical science could rename that by now. (laughs) I'm not getting that term wrong. That would be horrible. Hmm. He's right. Hello, are you doing the show? Or are you making I've, a phone call? I know. I just got. Uh, I just got big news. <laughs> what? Uh, show related news too. What? You know what we're going to be doing tomorrow at uh, the top of the five o'clock hour? I give up. Uh, we will be interviewing Mike Conley. Oh, great! How about that? That is good. Mike Conley going to be on the show tomorrow at the top of the five o'clock hour. Well, he was going to be until this last segment. I hope we still have him. Now, now maybe it, it might not be. But we're going to get that uh, that smooth voice yes. of Mike Conley on the on the uh, air he's tomorrow. Got, he's got a great radio voice. Plus, everybody wants to hear what he's thinking, what he's feeling, and you know what he's doing now. He's is, is he training? Is he on the phone with uh, Quinn Snyder, learning that offense and uh, getting acclimated? Imagine he is. How well, you hanging on? Where are you? <laughs> Is he in San Bernardino right now? I, I that, hope not. Is that what he's doing? I hope not. Uh, no, but that's that's great news. And just to kind of take off of our, our conversation we had in the in the last segment, I think the Jazz have been careful of, about who they add to maintain their structure and their culture. And adding somebody like Mike Conley, I get the impression, maybe we can ask him about this tomorrow, is he the type of veteran who's going to come in and say, guys, this is my locker room now, and, uh, yes. and no, Papa's taken over? No, he's he, everybody's favorite teammate. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. Not and, at all. And my guess is is that's that's probably not a an accident. Uh, I You know, for a long time, we used to hear the Jazz talk about Jazz DNA and getting care, high-character guys. They are... Practicing what they're preaching, man. I mean, I don't know the personal lives of all these players. I don't know what goes on, and nor would I judge them in that way if if I did. But they, they really seem like they are the kind of guys that are easy to play with, easy to go out there and go to go to battle with. This is because, based on what I know about Mike Conley, why wouldn't you do everything you could to earn that guy's respect? He's a veteran in the league. All his teammates have always loved him. You think he's going to come in here and start barking, you know, irrational orders at people? Not at all. He's going to come in. He's going to try and fit in, and he's going to try and uh, influence guys in ways that uh, will help them and and thereby help the team. Well, and then you look at, uh, other than Mike, you look at Bojan Bogdanovic. He wants to be here. 
Right. I mean, he's here. He chose to be he here. He chose yeah. to be here. He had a, a perfectly good option staying in Indiana, and he said as much. He really liked the Pacers. He really liked it there. But he saw what the Jazz are doing and the way that they're doing it and thought, I want to be a part of that. I think there are some cases where guys have reasons for going places that are completely egocentric. Uh, and most people go somewhere for uh, some ego. But in the case of Bogdanovich, uh, that's only part of it. There's a big part of it. He wants to come here and help this team win because he thinks it can. And he thinks he can make a difference. So he came here and they probably had a conversation with the coaches and said, I'm impressed. Here he is. I can play the role you you want me to play. Yeah. What you're saying to me is making sense to me. I know that happened with some of the free agents that Jazz signed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I, know, I mean, I know it firsthand. But you're not begging Bojan to come and uh, going to turn over the franchise to him or whatever. You know, uh, it's you sold yourself to that guy by putting, well, one, by carving out an obvious role for the guy and, and picking him uh, in particular to say and you can fill this role. explaining to him how it's going to work yeah. and him being attracted by that. That's healthy. Right. And and it will, in my opinion, help the Jazz maintain their culture and maintain the, the team pulling, everybody pulling in the same direction. You, you want to know how the Jazz have overachieved uh, the last couple of years? Not the whole reason, but a big part of it is they were a team. They liked each other. They supported each other. They... Uh, you could tell it. It was quite palpable uh, when you talk to those guys. And I think that helps overachieve because you're all going in the same direction and you're being led by a coach who knows how to put the pieces where they can be the most most effective. And by bringing in a couple of players like Mike Conley and Bojan Bogdanovic, who are both good enough that they could throw their weight around if they wanted to. But it seems like these are the type of guys who are going to come in, fit in, pull in the right direction. Because they already know there are a couple of stars here, young stars, and they're going to make it work with them. It's in their best interest. It's in the team's best interest. It's in everybody's best interest. It's it's going to be the antithesis. Remember that scene in Macbeth when the the seats around the table are all chaotic? That's not going to happen with the Jazz. Everybody is well in their position, in their place. And what, what the challenge will be in just learning and, and actually doing what the team is trying to get accomplished. And uh, obviously both the players and the team thinks that, uh, think that the matches match up sweetly. So just uh, confirmed, Mike Conley will be on the show tomorrow at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Appointment listening, folks. Yeah. Going to be want to listen uh, to the big show because uh, certainly uh, excited for that interview. That's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, everybody, uh, uh, yeah, check that out because I'm as interested as you are and all our listeners are to, to get to know this guy a little better and uh, find out what's going on between the years. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We are live from Homie. Check them out, homie.com. Whether it's buying a house, Gordon selling a house, homie loans. Uh, they've uh, got a new homie title company. Uh, but Joe, during his last, uh, his last uh, live, he threw out a little bit of a challenge. If you're, lo- if you're out there thinking about refining, uh, refinancing, uh, pick homie. Rates are great. And he said if they can't beat your rate, they'll give you $500 cash. The number for that is 385-429-6888. That's 385-429-6888. You don't do that unless you know you can do get the job done. I mean, or else Joe wouldn't be employed right. uh, all that long. He said once, 
they had to pay it out. All the thousands of times, one time. Well, and, and hey, let me tell you, if they, you can save a few points on the old uh, mortgage, Gordon. Yeah. That adds up real quick. Sure does. You're talking about a lot of money by the end of that, uh, at the end of that mortgage. So mm-hmm. find out what they can do for you. Uh, 385-429-6888. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, hanging out with our good friends here at Homie. Check out what they can do for you, homie.com. Or if uh, you're you're out there going to refinance your home, rates are great right now, call Homie Loans, 385-429-6888. And if they can't get you a lower rate than you have now, they're going to give you $500 wow, cash. That's amazing. Take advantage, 385-429-6888. Helping out our listeners uh, today, Gordon. And this has been uh, somewhat of a bizarre day on the big show, but nonetheless, it's it's been a lot of fun, I would say. Yeah, we covered... Uh we covered everything from the very serious to the absolutely ridiculous. We have kind of covered it all today. Mm-hmm. And again, um, the very serious part, Gordon wrote an absolutely terrific column about uh, Jerry Sloan today, sltrib.com. I would encourage everybody out there to uh, to log on and give it a read. Uh, real quick, Gordon, and uh, you, you know, List Radio, always exciting in the summer, but uh, I've got a list for you. And uh, maybe we, we can get into this a little bit more tomorrow uh, or later on in the show if we want. But uh, Kelly uh, Scaletta of Bleacher Report uh-huh. uh, predicts the next wave of breakout NBA stars. Okay. okay? And it's a, it's a top five list. All right. Number five, John Collins from the Atlanta oh, Hawks. Okay. Love his game. Yes. I think he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Lori Markinen of the Chicago Bulls. Well, guy can shoot. He can play. Uh, Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know if I agree with that one. Yeah, that's a bit of a reach, but it could. It, I wouldn't rule it out. And number two, Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz. Everybody knows, anybody who knows basketball knows that the moves the Jazz have made are going to benefit Donovan more than any other single player on the roster. Number one on the list, by the way, by the way was Pascal Siakam, who... I mean, I might put Donovan ahead of him, but he's a terrific player. They yeah. just improved by leaps, leaps and bounds last year. There's, there's former New Mexico State Aggie. Yeah, there's wow. no shame in in being behind that guy at the moment, especially now with with no Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out exactly how good he is. And that is obviously part of what uh, that list is all about: guys with opportunities to shine. So. You know, a guy that I still to this day, I I just haven't come around to. And I get and I can appreciate parts of his game. But Ben Simmons, uh, we've mentioned it before, because he doesn't even shoot the ball from outside. I I just wonder. He played better in the playoffs. I I get to some extent. But I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see the role he plays moving forward if it is established that he can't hit the outside shot. Well, I noticed Ben Simmons wasn't even on this list. So, yeah. But, no, I agree with you. And, and, by the way, the big news yesterday was Philadelphia gave him a max extension, which isn't um, unexpected, but I just wonder. He's a great – he's a terrific defender, a terrific athlete, can go to the basket really well. But the, this in the modern NBA, the inability to hit the outside shot is 
punitive when you're a point guard. Well, it just ruins the pick and roll. Yeah. I mean, it, it really limits what you can do with that, which is the most common play in basketball. Now. And if you're going to talk about positionless basketball, you're going to almost force him out of that position in certain situations if he can't do that. Who had the ball at the end of games yeah. for Philadelphia in Jimmy the playoffs? Butler. Yep. Absolutely. So they're going to uh, – it'll be interesting to see. I think it's it's all about hard work and willingness with that guy because I'm not saying it would be easy to break down and create a new shot, but that might uh, be exactly what he needs to do. People out there are saying he shoots right-handed, but he's actually left-handed, that he should be shooting with his left hand. Oh, he's confused. I guess. But they got to uh, – They. I wonder if he's got what it takes to improve that because that's – that's going to be a real key for him. Yep, we'll see. All right, we're live today at Homie, and our good friend Joe joins us uh, once again. He's still and- handing out $500 bills. <laughs> Have you given, uh, given away 500 bucks yet? Yeah, my, my, the team just got blown up. Everyone started calling in. <laughs> nice. That's great because, you know what, uh, ultimately uh, uh, you're helping our listeners and you're taking great care of our listeners. That's good to hear. That's right. And, again, we will give you $500 in cash if you're in the process of refinancing or buying a home, and we can't beat the rate that your bank or your credit union or the lender that you're working with is currently quoting you. Well, that's so, putting your money where your mouth is right there, man. Quite literally. For sure. Yeah. I for mean, sure. And like, it seems like I'm just refinancing right now. I bought my house a year ago. You know, the best rate at the time was 4.5%. I'm in the middle of a refinance and I'm going to save hundreds of bucks a month. That number, if you're interested in the refire or you're buying a new house, 385-429-6888. That's uh, 385-429-6888. Yeah, that's option two. We'll take you straight to homey loans. Oh, option two as well. All yeah. right. And uh, it, we're talking a lot about homey loans, but we've also talked about buying a house. Of course, you guys are famous uh, for saving people money, selling a house, but also exciting. You're doing titles now. That's great. That's right. We've made the whole process seamless and simple. You know, if you're a first-time homebuyer, you probably don't even know what title and escrow really does. And that's the, the last step of the process when you're buying a house. That's, they manage all the transfer of funds and all the closing, the whole closing um, documentation. And so now with Homey, you can choose Homey to buy a house, get up to $5,000 back in a refund. You can use Homey Loans and get a terrific rate. And then you can use Homey Title. And we can make that whole process just really easy. You told the story earlier today of a family that used you guys across the board. And how much did you say they saved total? Yeah, this is a family in Orem, Utah, and they sold their house. Um, we, they paid $1,500, right? So they saved you know $10,000 when they sold. And then they bought a house with Homie. It wasn't a Homie house. It was listed by another agent, but a Homie agent represented them. And we they got $5,000 back that covered all of their closing costs. And then they got a loan with Homie Loans. And that the loan was just an incredible rate. We have the lowest origination fees. And so they ended up saving $24,000. And for wow. this particular couple, that was really meaningful because they took that money, um, they did in vitro, and they just had their first baby. That's so, so amazing. So you've, you had a, a small but uh, <laughs> crucial role in uh, the happiness of that family. Indeed. And regardless of whether or not you're going to buy a new boat with the savings or have a, have a child, um, we just want to save you money. And, and really, it's your money um, that you're using to buy a house, and we're just giving it back to you. You know what Gordon would do? He'd get all that money uh, into like fives, tens, and twenties, you know, cash, hard cash, and then heat his home. <laughs> And oh, then, yeah, yeah, right, and then okay. you know, to keep that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show up on, on Jake's doorstep one day with my hand out, with my pockets turned out, saying, do you have five bucks I can borrow? Indeed. When you sell your house with Homie Gordon, you'll save like, what, $100,000 in real estate commission? <laughs> 
I love Joe Mann. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just knows uh, how this show works, doesn't he? I guess he does. I've been listening for a few years. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do appreciate what you guys all do here, and thanks for having us, and, and thanks for seriously taking such great care of our listeners. It's awesome. Thanks, Jake. All right, check them out, homie.com. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.